Welcome to Special Needs Navigators ABCs of Disability Planning podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you're here. My name is Eric Jorgensen. I created this podcast to help parents navigate the maze of benefits, resources, and services. I'm on this journey with you. My son is on the spectrum. I was widowed in 2012, and I beat cancer in 2020. I get that life throws us curveballs. Every week, my guests and I do a deep dive into things our families may come across. I don't spend too much time focusing on a specific disability. My intent is to help as many families as possible. You may already be familiar with some of these topics, others, not so much. My goal is to increase awareness of and provide context around what's available, when to use it, and, if applicable, how to apply it. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. My name is Eric Jorgensen. I'm the founder of Special Needs Navigator. For those of you that are new to these webinars, I started Special Needs Navigator to help families navigate the maze of benefits, resources, and services. And these webinars focus on interviews with professionals who will talk more in depth about services and resources. And then I do shorter webinars to talk in depth about benefits. Today, I have with me Olga Marable. She's the Director of Outreach with Fusion, an academy that provides schooling for grades 6 to 12. It is definitely a resource for families with children with disabilities, and I'm going to let Olga do a deeper dive into how Fusion works and how families benefit. A little bit about Olga's professionally. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Mass Communication with a focus in Advertising and Public Relations and a Master of Arts in Management with a focus in Marketing. And she's coming to Fusion from Hospitality Digital Marketing industry for seven years. And she's got a lot of really great experience. And I think you're going to really enjoy listening to our conversation. And I definitely believe when we're done talking, you're going to want to reach out and talk to her and learn more about Fusion. And she'll tell me if I'm right or wrong, but when they're able to do campus walkthroughs, I really encourage people to do that as well. I've done a walkthrough and I was blown away by what I saw. Without any more of me talking, why don't we let Olga go ahead and talk about a little bit more about her personal personal background, and we'll do a deeper dive into Fusion. Hey, everybody, and hey, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. A little tidbit about the campus walkthroughs. Happy to do a virtual tour with anybody, because I think once you see the campus, it really helps understand who we are. But a little bit about me that you had already covered. I was in corporate marketing for seven years, had my dream job out of school, loved every bit of it. But seven years is a long time. And I realized my career wasn't as fulfilling as I had wanted it to be. And I ended up quitting because it was hard enough to find a job while having a job. My son was about two years old back then. Three days after quitting, I found out I was pregnant. So that was awesome. Very perfect in timing. So it worked out kind of nicely in that way, I guess. But I was looking for what my new career would be. And I wanted something that stuck with marketing, but had to do with people, had to give back to our society. And I stumbled upon Fusion. A friend of mine actually at the time worked at Fusion. And she told me all about it, told me about the purpose and the messaging. And it really spoke to me. It was a no-brainer. They were so generous of offering me a position at Fusion. And it's been about two years coming up now to me accepting the position. And I have not looked back since. 
I love every aspect of talking to families and hearing their stories, what brings them to fusion, what their kids are going through, what the struggles they've experienced in the past, and knowing we can be the solution, but also being a part of the outreach within the community, meeting wonderful professionals who are so knowledgeable, connecting them with our parents, connecting them with other professionals, helping the community inside and out grow. That has been my favorite piece. My cup is full on a daily basis. And every time we bring a new kid in, just seeing how they evolve from day one to the first month to the year to graduation day, that's why I left what I was doing. And that's why I love what I'm doing now too. That's awesome. I can definitely hear the passion in your voice. If you don't mind sharing a little bit more, what is that outreach you're talking about that you're doing for families with other professionals? What is that? So I meet with clinicians, psychiatrists, psychologists, neurologists, pediatricians. It can be education advocates, education attorneys, anybody who meets with families of students who could be struggling or just need an academic switch, need something a little bit different. Their traditional school environment isn't working for them. Or maybe the student's an athlete, an actress that need flexible scheduling. Maybe the student hasn't been doing well because of their learning difference. Maybe the student's been bullied and their school environment has not felt safe for them. Maybe they're coming out of a treatment program and they need that transition step. Whatever that family is going through, I want to be able to make sure that the community knows who we are and can find Fusion or at least get on the phone with somebody at Fusion to talk about what their needs are. And if Fusion is not the answer, hopefully from my outreach, I can provide at least a few names for the family to look into to be a resource. That's awesome. And you also, if I remember correctly, you have a monthly webinar that you put out too, right? So it used to be in person, but COVID. <laughs> so we do monthly lunch and learns. They are on the typically on the last Friday of every month, and there are different topics that are related to the community. So we just did one on the difference of fetal alcohol syndrome disorder versus ADHD. We're coming up to do one on perfectionism and anxiety. So they're topics that we know the community want to learn about, but also ones that our parents want to learn about, things that they're experiencing with their own kiddos at home, and they just want some more information on. They want to meet professionals in the area that can provide them more information. And I want to highlight that, Olga, because the families that are listening, they mean you're based in Rockville, Maryland, and you serve the Maryland community. But the content you're putting out, for example, the FASD versus ADHD, that's not limited to Maryland. So the audience that we have can take away a lot of the information that you have and then look for professionals in their area, even if there isn't a fusion in their area. But now they have a little bit more to start from when they go look for other professionals, right? I mean, that's how I'm thinking of it. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody can contact me. I will put you on my listserv for the future Lunch and Learn so you can listen to them virtually. You register, you can join them live, or you can get the recording afterwards. You know, what's interesting, you said, Eric, if they're not near a fusion, but we have... I want to say it's 51 campuses across the nation now, and there's a Fusion Global Academy. So families who aren't near Fusion can actually be part of the Fusion community, enroll a student in 100% virtual program. So that way we are accessible to all families, especially with the unique times right now. We want to have in-person opportunities, but also virtual for families who need a different type of learning environment. So that's a good segue, and you set me up almost like I had prompted you. <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> We're a good team. Right. So what kind of learning environment is Fusion? You mentioned a few times now that it's a different learning environment, grades 6 through 12. What does that mean? What does different mean? The most unique element about Fusion is definitely our one-to-one -one learning environment. 
So that means there's one student and one teacher in every classroom setting. And what that allows is for a completely customizable, unique experience for every student. So nobody has the same schedule. Nobody has classes taught to them the same way. Classes are approached for students based on a love, motivate, teach model. So the teacher gets to learn what the student loves, what's going to motivate them, and then they're able to jump into the material and actually teach them, which isn't possible in a 20 to 1 classroom, yet alone a three-to-one classroom because you still have to take the other kids into consideration. So this allows the classroom to go at the student's pace and really allow the student to feel comfortable and confident to ask questions. They can't hide under the desk or behind a hoodie or in the back row of a classroom. It's them and that teacher having real raw conversations and diving deep into material and diving a little deeper where they're curious and maybe just moving at their own pace um, and moving along through the material to truthfully understand it and grasp it. So that one-to-one environment really is the most unique piece. The second most unique piece is that homework cafe, which you actually see in two of the photos that you have here. And the homework cafe is a space for kiddos to get their homework done in the middle of the day versus at the end of the day at home, battling with their parents, that constant battle that we hear about of do your homework, no, I don't want to. Our kids can get their homework done at school, but also hang out with their friends, be teens, socialize, relax, unwind before their next class. So the model is truly allowing them to have class and then homework cafe, class homework cafe as the structure throughout the day, giving them that breakup, which is interesting in the sense of a traditional school setting. Typically, they might have 10 minutes between classes. Here, you have a whole hour between your classes. So imagine how much homework and how much study time you have available, but also how much time you have to be a social team. And with the remote, you mentioned COVID, with the remote, they're still following that model, right? We're an hour of class, hour of homework cafe or or whatever. Absolutely. So we are able to tap into homework cafe as a region for the region I'm in specifically. So all six campuses are getting together to do homework cafe and the kids can chat with peers that are in different campuses and get to know other friends. So they're not just stuck to their friend pod from their original campus. They also have the six different directors of Homework Cafe from six different campuses, really helping these kids tap into different conversations and topics and interactive games and activities, which is the beautiful piece of it. It's not just a free range for the kids. We really do try to make it structured for them, but in a sense where they think they're leading the charge, the kids are, and we really encourage them to. But we try to give them that basis of somewhere to start. We've had kids that helped do interior design for one another's bedrooms. We've had kids do book clubs. And that even leads into our lunch hour. Lunch hour, all of our kids have lunch together at the same time. There's no classes, which gives more social time. And that's when our clubs are held. We have a prom committee. Yes, they go prom. (laughs) We have a yearbook committee where they make a yearbook, um, an art club, a music club, an athletics club, a friendship club of inclusion. Um, Any topic that the kids kind of bring to us, if they have other students that are interested and they have that drive and the passion, we encourage them to start up a club and utilize that. That doesn't matter whether we're in person or virtual because their connections are real and they need to continue. See, that excites me, Olga, because one thing that we all know about autism or people on the spectrum is typically they have one of the markers is they have a special interest or have, what have you, right? Well, if you're in the global campus, it's likely that that special interest will be shared in some form by others across the country. And then you can create a club around it, which again, reinforces, hey, you be you. We're not asking you to conform to what your traditional school environment might 
ask you to dictate to so you fit in with every other square peg, you know, in the school, right? I mean, I'm probably butchering this, but I mean, I think you know where I'm going, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the circle into the square, that thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, even that social pieces, we're meeting them where they are. We have a social homework cafe, which is like a college lounge almost, and a silent homework cafe, which is more like a library. If a student wants to be kept to themselves, wants some quiet time, they have that opportunity or they can switch to the social side. And the beauty of the virtual even a lot of these kids who were shy or had social anxiety in these settings, virtually, they're now turning their cameras on and saying hello to their peers. And they're no longer worried about being judged because it's a whole different setting. That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit more about the college prep, because you did mention you had two options. You had the college setting or the silent. You have students who are making their own curriculum, it sounds like, based on the love, motivate, teach. So whatever they love is what you're going to focus on because they're motivated to learn at that point and you're going to teach them with that. How does that tie into the college curriculum if somebody wants to go in to get a major in something like, I don't know, archaeology or you know whatever? Oh, that's a great question. So we definitely do have a syllabus or classes. There's criteria the students have to meet, and that's part of our accreditation, our state and national accreditation. So they're still learning the material. They're just learning to learn it in a way that's unique to them. We do have a post-secondary counselor at our school program. Our students can go off to college if that is their choice. They can do a gap year, an internship year, whatever their post-secondary program is, we definitely encourage it. We do goal setting with all of our students. So that way, whatever the route is, we want to help them and make sure that they can achieve that. We do get the college ready question often because there is no college that's one-on-one. And the best way to answer that is a lot of these kids, they learn to enjoy learning first and foremost. So they do want to continue with their education, but also they become comfortable and confident in what the next step is going to be. These are kids who learn to create a relationship with their teachers. When they go off to college, they're the ones that are going to utilize those professor office hours. They're going to be comfortable to go up to the professor and say, I don't understand the material. Can you explain it to me in a different way? That's huge to have that comfort and confidence. They learn to advocate for themselves, where before they may have been a bit more timid and a little bit more uncertain. Now they have that strength and that power because they understand what asking questions, the power behind asking questions is. They have that resiliency. I love that. And I'm a fan of anybody, whether you have a learning challenge or not, when you leave high school, instead of jumping into a four-year university, because that's a such a big difference in the culture and in the environment, going from any school into a community college environment and just take that scaffolding, right? I mean, I think Fusion does a fantastic job to scaffold. You mentioned office hours. I think at a community college, professors tend to be, at least in my experience, having been both community college and universities, although admittedly, most of my college has been online. I think if you go to a community college, those office hours are going to be more accessible. And and there's not going to be as many students vying for that professor's time. Has that been your experience as well? Or I think it depends. You know, I went to Mount St. Mary's my freshman year at Towson University. My saw, um, 
the remainder of my undergrad. And I was definitely a kid who utilized office hours. I always had questions. And I think the professors were always readily available. But I think that's also small liberal arts schools tend to have that accessibility. Less students utilize office hours too. You'd be surprised where the professor has these office hours and they want to help you. And students aren't that comfortable and confident to go ask for help or they just don't have the time to go ask for the help. I think the professors who truly care and who say I have hours want to be available and help. And I know a few times where I went in and it bumped a letter grade up just because I showed the interest. I learned the material better in that one-to-one time, that hour with the teacher and got a better grade on my test. You know, it really shows, it's one thing for a teacher to show interest in a student, but for a student to show interest in the teacher and the material, I think that is where that teacher's like, huh, this kid really wants to earn something. And that comes back to helping the students get motivated about learning, being excited about coming to school instead of dreading it. Because, you know, you're speaking for myself. I used to hate going to school, right? Maybe you wouldn't know it because I have so much education now, but I couldn't stand it. Like high school was the worst time in my life because it it was boring. And, you know, I just didn't think the teachers were that smart. (laughs) Wow, I'm really helping myself here. But But it was boring because you didn't care about the way they taught it to you. We had a student who had a learning difference when it came to mathematics. The teacher taught him the entire semester in football. She learned everything about the yard lines and the scoring. And he aced the semester because he cared. And he came into class talking to her about Monday Night Football, everything that happened. And then they utilized that in the classroom. So then math became his favorite subject versus his least favorite. That's you know, incredible. Was shooting dates at me in history class? I wouldn't care. But come talk to me about history and fashion. Tell me that that skirt was invented. I will care. <laughs> No, that's great, Olga. And that makes it more concrete for me, right? I mean, I went to high school a long time ago. (laughs) And this whole model just didn't exist. I don't think it was ever even thought of. So I love the fact that Fusion is out there. But who's the best fit for Fusion? Who does it make the most sense? Because obviously, it's not going to be for everybody. Who does it make the most sense for what parents or parents of what kinds of kids should be saying, oh, I wonder if my son or daughter should be thinking maybe a good fit for Fusion? You know, we meet the needs of a lot of different types of kids. And so the one best fit is a hard question to answer. What's easier to say is probably what wouldn't be a good fit. And that would start with we're sixth through 12th grade. So students that are academically below a sixth grade level typically wouldn't be a good fit just because our curriculum starts in sixth grade. It can be a 10th grader at sixth grade math or reading, and typically we can help that kid or at least get them caught up. And if they're below, it's tough. A student who can't work independently at all would be a tough fit too. Because of that homework cafe piece, we definitely need them to be able to work independently or at least get to the point where they can eventually work independently. Students with aggressive tendencies, that one-to-one setting, that would be tough. We want to make sure our teachers are safe. And students who need just higher levels of care, if you need therapeutic support available on campus at all times, that wouldn't be a good fit. We would definitely recommend them for a higher level of care. And the reason for that is, you know, we're not a therapeutic school, even though there's a lot of therapeutic components built into our program. The reason for that is all of our kids have such different needs that they need to meet with a specialist who really can focus on them and their needs versus someone who's broad. That really would be who wouldn't be a good fit. I would definitely recommend families, if you feel that your child doesn't fit one of those ends, reach out to me, reach out to the school that you are closest to and see if you can schedule an admissions meeting. 
with your head of school. That's really the first step in all of our admissions process. It's to get to know our team, us to get to know you guys, to make sure it's a good fit, to make sure everybody's comfortable, and from there, build a relationship. What I didn't hear in there is you saying, well, if you have an IEP or a 504, you're not a good fit. So if, if somebody does have an IEP or a 504, depending on what accommodations they need, Fusion can work with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A large percentage of our kids come to us with IEPs and 504s. That does not scare us by any means. A lot of the times, those things are so organic in a one-to-one setting anyways that we say bring it. <laughs> So the last thing I want to make sure I capture, because I'm sure it's going to be asked, you guys are private pay, although you might be able to get a private placement from the county, but that's going to require, you know, whatever that's going to require in your state and your county. But typically tuition is private pay with you, correct? Yes, it is private pay, but we do take 529 college savings, private school savings plans. And we definitely had had some students that have been funded by their public schools. So that is not off the table. And some counties are much more open to that than others too. So with a 529 college savings account, it's my understanding you can fund $10,000 per year for private tuition. But then if you have an ABLE account, because this would be a qualified disability expense, you could take the money out of the ABLE account. Another thing for families to consider is the IRS will allow you to claim it as a qualified medical expense if you can get a doctor to say your child would benefit from the dedicated one-to-one that Fusion is providing. So that doesn't help you in the upfront when you're paying, but it will definitely help you at the end of the year when you're filing taxes. So that's just my little finance hack coming on, taking it off, turning it back over to Olga. But I do want to make sure families know about that stuff. Know that, Eric. So thanks. That's good. Yeah, when I talk to families. It's trickier with the IRS because you have to have the doctor say the child will benefit from a one-to-one scenario because within the IRS guidelines, it says, is the school focused on helping a specific disability? So there's dyslexia schools out there or you know something like that, right? Where I think Fusion would benefit is because of your very unique one-to-one situation. There's a lot of evidence out there, scientific evidence, not just, you know, oh, I heard, but actual scientific evidence of the benefits of children who have IEPs. And oftentimes, like you said, it's a generic document. That document says requires a one-to-one. So now it becomes an IEP requirement to get the education. So before we advertise this, you and I will go offline. We'll double check to make sure I pull the IRS instruction. So my dog is going crazy. I'm going to mute myself and let you get any last thoughts you want to get out. Oh, that's okay. I have the lawnmowers just came here. So it was really loud on my end too. I was like, ah, really? I just appreciate you so much for having me on here, Eric. You and I have met several times. I appreciate the community support for Fusion. And I think what's really wonderful too is Fusion's relationship with other private schools and the public schools in the community. We really do lift each other up, support one another. Um, We're not viewing each other as competitors. Our end goal is just to help students. We've seen so many kids that have gone from their public school program to traditional program to a bridge program to one private school to another private school that specializes. And they're just not working for these kids and they are tired and they have lost hope in the education system. And on graduation day, it's so beautiful to hear how many kids say that they never thought they would make it to graduation day. And just to know that we can make that impact, whether that student has been with us for one semester, one year, four years, just joined their senior year or came in sixth grade, it doesn't matter. We are there where we're going to meet that kid where they are. And our goal is to help them succeed and watch them thrive. 
That's awesome. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, I have the generic stuff on here because I don't know where the viewers are. They could be anywhere in the country. You can go to the website. You can go to dial the 800 number. And then if somebody wants to get in touch with you, I can add your, are you okay with me putting your email in the show notes? Yeah, absolutely. Let me make a note. Now, this has been fantastic, Olga. Thank you very much for making the time to talk with me today. I enjoy it. I've learned a lot about Fusion since, like you said, we've met, I've been to the campus a couple of times. I think you guys do amazing stuff. And I definitely want others to know about it. Thanks, Eric. And I hope that your audience can join some of our lunch and learns in the future. Thank you for listening to the ABCs of Disability Planning Podcast. We invite your feedback and comments. Please feel free to leave a review wherever you are listening, and don't forget to hit like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information, please visit us at www.specialneedsnavigator.us.